I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Marriage Podcast. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angsen, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The deadline dude, the trade titan, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? It's deadline day! It is deadline day. Let's go. So excited. Freaking I hope love something this day. crazy happens today. You know, the whole sentiment around this day over the past few weeks like hey it's gonna be like kind of a slower deadline day and all of that we hear it every year but if some of these like names like Aaron Gordon Kyle Lowry you know a handful of these guys get traded that's pretty active deadline I mean there's it's no like Bradley Beal type of player but it's a pretty active deadline this is I mean one of the best days of the year if you're into the NBA locked into your phone all day locked into the Dallas Mavericks because you're locked on the Mavs listen to this podcast let's just keep going shout out to David Locke today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room download the app and join us tonight if you're listening to this on Thursday on the trade deadline we will be doing a live trade deadline show on Twitter YouTube Twitch for the Locked On Network and then shortly afterwards or sometime afterwards Isaac and I were going to are going to do a locker room on the locker room apps. Join us there. Locker room changing the way we talk sports. All right, on today's show, we will break down. There's so I mean, how much stuff do we have to talk about today? Like, if you don't listen to today's whole episode, you're not a real fan. <laughs> right? <laughs> today's episode, we will break down the Dallas Mavericks win over the Minnesota Timberwolves, where Luca played like trash. How about that? A win where Luca played bad and the Mavs won. Pretty good game for them. Then we'll talk about all the trade rumors that are going on right now, all the stuff that we've been hearing and uh, and seeing about the Dallas Mavericks. So we'll talk about all that, get into some last-minute trade deadline stuff, what to expect from for today. So let's get into it. Let's start with the game. Dallas Mavericks win 128-108. to uh, Man, the Mavericks, like they're playing back and forth and back and forth with the Timberwolves. Uh, Luca got out to a really rough start, didn't really – didn't really get too much better. Scored, what, 15 points in the game. And uh, the Mavericks historic, or yeah, he, yeah, he finished with 15 points in the game. The Mavericks historically have not fared well when Luka doesn't score. Um, the Dallas Mavericks, when Luka scores under 15 points, Isaac, do you want to guess how many times that is? Um, Twice. They're 5-12. and 12. It's happened 17 times in his career. Actually, I was surprised mm. by that, that he scored. Most of them were in his first two years. Most of them were like in 2018, right, where he was like a rookie at the beginning of his season. He didn't have the ball in his hands a lot. It was a big mess. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, 5-12 and 12 when he scores under 15 points. But So this this was 15, so that doesn't count in that number. But Luka finishes 6-16 six of 16 from, from the floor, four rebounds, four assists, uh, four turnovers. Just did not really have that great of a game. Couldn't really get a lot going. It seemed like... The Timberwolves just had athletes to stay in front of him, but to me, like Luca was just off his game, right? He shared that picture of water coming out of the, uh, you know, the well, what is it? The what do you call them? Smoke detector, smoke alarm mm-hmm. in his hotel room. Uh, apparently, he didn't get a nap before the game. Like, there's just all kinds of stuff that was off with Luca. Uh, I don't know if he was 
having a good time in Minnesota. I don't know if it was the cold, all that kind of stuff, but Luka was just off his game. It doesn't happen often to him, but it did in this game, and uh, the Mavericks are able to overcome it. Yeah, I mean, on the eve of the trade deadline, you know, I, I think one of the biggest things for fans, and not even just fans, but just people across the league when they look at Dallas, is just, you know, does the Mavericks have enough enough help around Luka to help them make a you know significant playoff run? And I mean, you look at tonight; it's the last game before the deadline, and if there's a night for the supporting cast, we say that around Luka to show, hey, we're enough, <laughs> you know, we're we're good, like we're we're fine. This is the type of performance that you want to see. And I mean, I think for Luca, he's probably encouraged. We've all all said we want to see consistently, you know, some of these performances. I mean, they had seven players, six other players outside of Luca who scored in double figures in scoring tonight. I mean, that just doesn't happen very often. But I think that's the the, the big takeaway of this game of if they go and make a trade, then it's it's because they want to upgrade their support around Luca. And if you want a, a performance from the supporting cast that shows you, hey, we're enough and we're good enough, we don't need a trade or a mix-up, then this is the type of game that you want. Yeah, this is uh, if, if you read Brad Townsend's piece in the Dallas Morning News about you know Donnie Nelson's comments about the trade deadline and all that, uh, this game kind of confirms what he was saying in that. We'll get into some of his comments a little bit later. Some interesting stuff, maybe some even weird stuff that we didn't really understand from Donnie Nelson. We'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, this game, I mean, overall, Porzingis, 29 points, 9 boards, 4 assists, 2 blocks in the game. He was 11 of 23 from the floor. And he only had to play in three quarters. He didn't even show up in the third quarter because he didn't have to. And uh, it was just a, a great game. Seemed to really take the Carl Anthony Towns matchup personal. Those guys were both in the same draft. If you remember, Towns went one, and then then Porzingis go four in that draft to the Knicks or three. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so he went he went high in that draft. Oh yeah, because it was it was Towns, and then it was Okafor, and then Russell, Russell, right? Yeah, Towns, Russell, Okafor, and then Porzingis. What a weird draft. <laughs> what a weird, weird top four. But Porzingis, great game from him. He talked after the game and, again, toted, like, touted the ball movement. Uh, I said I just said toted, like he put it in a tote bag or like a tote and just walk, walked around with it. He touted the Mavs ball movement again. I'm seeing a couple people, even somebody just tweeted at Brad. He said, reading between the lines of KP's postgame interview, we are a better team when we share the ball. And he thinks that that's somewhat of a shot to Luka. We've been tracking all the little... I guess you can even call them microaggressions or whatever you want to call like little frustrations between KP and Luca. And I don't think the ball move, like the sharing ball movement comment, he's made it several times this year. I don't think that's a shot at Luca. No, I mean, I think everyone, we <laughs> we're at the point now to where we've seen a lot of the little things to where we're, we're just like searching for those comments. Could it, we don't know. We honestly yeah, don't know, but do I think it is? No. And we've heard him say that before. I've seen people raise those concerns before, but I mean, if there's another guy on the roster that you could say that back to, it'd be KP, right? I mean, KP takes, you know, the second most shots on the team, or at least him and Tim. And I mean, KP takes some bombs sometimes. He doesn't handle the ball as much as Luca, but yeah, I mean, but I mean, he's speaking truth on it. So, I mean, it's not like he's saying, uh, he's just making up something. He's speaking the truth on it. Whatever it means, that's up for interpretation. And that's why in the last game, uh, I was really talking about like he didn't play well against Portland, but he was moving the ball. He had four assists, and he sh- could have had a couple more if the Mavs made some more shots. KP was making the right play and moving the ball, and so he was you know practicing what he preaches, I guess, in the last game. 
Uh, that's what that was the one positive I took out of this. But this game, great. I mean, it, I thought his activity around the around the uh, the rim was awesome on defense and on offense. Just some really really good stuff from him. He destroys the Timberwolves every time. <laughs> like it just seems like every time he, he plays those guys, he's like, oh, Jared Vanderbilt's gonna be guarding me. <laughs> Yeah, he just gets really excited about that. Had some had some nice blocks at the rim. He defended the paint well. I thought uh, played good offensively. The only thing, the only thing, and not to be the negative part about this because he did play a a really good game. The only thing that I've still yet to see from him over these past like weeks and months is guarding on the perimeter. He still just sags off and says, "Hey, take a shot." And we were joking before. I mean, he gave Anthony Edwards four feet. Edwards drained the three and make this made this face back at him like, are you just going to give me that every time? And but that's what he's been doing a lot is just not contesting those threes. The answer is if if you shoot three of twelve from three, yes, we are going to give you those every single time. But, <laughs> but he, he also does did that it with, with a lot of people. He yeah. did it with Towns early in the game too, and you know it, it's something about closing out. He just doesn't want to do either. He doesn't want to foul or he just doesn't want to put the effort in. I don't know. It just it, whatever is going on with KP defensively, whatever the coaching staff is, you know, trying to get get into him about. Uh, there's some kind of disconnect there, but yeah, that that was a that was one thing that stood out to me as well. But the Mavericks get the win. The other other players we should probably talk about are um, Tim Hardaway Jr. 21 points off the bench. Strange, strange <laughs> happening in the what second beginning of the second quarter. Tim Hardaway Jr. got yeah. a technical, and he then all of a sudden like went to the locker room, and it looked like he got ejected, and we were all confused. What's going on? I guess Harp Harp said on the broadcast he went back to go get a mask. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, just just weird stuff. I don't know what's going on with that, but it looked like he got ejected. He didn't finish the game. Played thirty. Yeah, you know, played uh, twenty seven minutes, and he was five of nine from three. Four rebounds, four assists for him as well. That's pretty. That's a pretty good game for Tim Hardaway Jr. to have four assists. So another good scoring game off the bench. Yeah, the uh, uh, the former Knicks led the way in this game to help the <laughs> help the Mavericks win. But I mean, you said strange for Tim Hardaway. I mean, that's just the whole dang game tonight. It was just strange and weird. Luca didn't score until it was like three minutes ago in the second quarter. <laughs> no. I mean, he had a, a super bad night. We had a fake ejection, but we we didn't know what was going on with Tim. Dwight Powell just resurrected out of nowhere. And it's like, okay, welcome, Dwight Powell. We had a Tyler Bay dunk tonight. Oh, an alley-oop. Baywatch, baby. Tyler Bay, Baywatch. You, I, you're the first person I've seen use that. So I, I am. Oh, uh, I'm not. I'm, I, got it from, I got it from somewhere else. But. Okay. I've seen you used it before when he checks in the game. So I absolutely That's love I it. because I love it. Yes, it, it's amazing. I want more Tyler Bay minutes, but yeah, I mean, I thought Brunson had a couple big plays tonight, but there, yeah, Huge. there were some uncommon things that happened in tonight's well, game. And talk yeah, about yeah. uncommon things, Brunson led him in rebounding with ten boards. Yes, another strange thing. <laughs> Smallest guy that played. Take your uh, list uh, or pick of things that uh, were the more strange thing tonight. Coming up, we'll give our final thoughts on this game, and then we'll get into Donnie Nelson's comments to the Dallas Morning News about the trade deadline, what the Mavericks going to do, and. What the Mavericks may not do. We'll get into that coming up. But before we do, I'm going to talk to you about uh, Sport Trade. Have you guys heard about Sport Trade? It is a fantasy sports meets the stock market. It's amazing. Sport Trade makes fantasy to the next level. It's like Robin Hood for fantasy sports. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares of your favorite players, just like stocks. A little bit like Top Shot here, trying to get into it. Finally, a fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. Making money with Sport Trade is 
simple as player value rises and falls based on two factors. One is their statistical performance in each game as compared to the projected fantasy points in that game. The more points scored, the higher their value goes. Basically, stock market with fantasy value, which just makes Josh Lloyd's Locked On Fantasy Basketball even more important. You can win even more money on it if you want to go on sport trade. So simply go to Sport Trade, watch the How It Works video, and you can sign up and get started. Might as well go check it out. Sign up today at SportTrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. You'll be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in on the game at SportTrade.com. Also, I want to tell you about our friends at betonline.ag. Another way you can make money off of your sports knowledge. Go to betonline.ag, use that promo code LOCKEDON, and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just going to look right now and see if there's any trade odds. They always have all kinds of stuff on here. Uh, We'll look and see if they do. Not now, but keep looking back. Check on betonline.ag. They always have trade odds and all kinds of stuff up. Right now, they have a couple games for for tonight. If you're listening to this on Thursday... They have the Knicks, a three-point favorite over the Wizards. Clippers, six-point favorite over the Spurs. And the 76ers, a four-and-a-half-point favorite over the Lakers. I think I would take those four-and-a-half points that the Sixers are favorite over the (laughs) Lakers for sure. Go to betonline.ag, use that promo code LOCKEDON, get a 50% welcome bonus to the first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Also, I want to tell you about our friends at Locked On Today. Peter Bukowski hosts the great show where you can always check out every day. You can always check out 20 minutes, 20 minutes or less. Check out all the sports that you need. I was trying to find all, all the sports you need. Not always. Who needs that word always? All these ads with all these hyperboles. But check out Locked On Today. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's get into Donnie Nelson's comments in the Dallas Morning News. Uh, so he spoke to Brad Townsend, and we... We're kind of confused by a couple things. The first thing that stood out to me uh, was this from Brad. Also, as of Wednesday evening, it appears other teams were closer pursuers of Evan Fournier of Orlando, who we've talked about a lot, and Norman Powell of Toronto, who we've talked about a little bit, because of Dallas's unwillingness to add any of its top nine rotation players to its proposals of a second-round pick for either of those players. Uh, and Dallas preferring to keep their top nine core intact. Mm. <laughs> So my question is, who's the top nine, right? Like who, who is this top nine group that they don't want to trade for someone like Fournier, who we think could definitely improve the rotation or Powell that would absolutely improve the rotation. Yeah. That's what I don't know. Um, that, that was the only part about it because I get the reason why they would hold the team together. If going the continuity route, we've seen Mark talk on different, you know, stations and whatever about wanting to keep the team together. Donnie telling Brad basically the same thing, this continuity between the guys and their young guys are playing well. They've won 14 of their last 19 games. I I mean, that's crazy in itself. Like I, I get the whole reason why you want to keep the players together. The whole, the, the aspect of the story that did like bring confusion to me was, it seems like there's a definite top seven on this team. Like it seems like Brunson and Tim are kind of in that, that you know category with those five starters. But then after that, those next two spots are so interchangeable. Dwight, Burke, Willie, James Johnson. Like it's just kind of up in the air. Boban. So yeah, Bobon, but like all of these guys. So I guess the part I was confused on was like the the fact that maybe a buyout guy or even a trade guy wouldn't crack that nine man rotation or even some of these trade guys are are, are mentioned out there wouldn't be 
better than the eighth and ninth guy, one of those four guys. That that was the only thing I'm, I was kind of confused on. And I mean, if they're really locked in and sold to that top nine, just the, I think if they didn't say top nine, if it's like top seven, I'm like, okay, get it. We're open up possibilities to you know round out the rotation or bring in another guy, something like that. I would get that. But that nine number, it's like, all right, well, who's the, who's the other two guys <laughs> that they're locking into that rotation? Well, yeah, so there's seven guys, right? We'll just say it. Luca, Porzingis, Josh Richardson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Tim Hardaway, Maxi, and Jalen Brunson. Not necessarily in an order, but that's the seven guys, right? It's the five starters and then Jalen and Tim Hardaway. And then all of a sudden after that, like you said, there's a bunch of like, just a bunch of dudes, right? And before the season, you know, a lot of people were upset the Mavs didn't make any real moves in the offseason, didn't add enough pieces to the rotation. And it's kind of been bad luck on the Mavericks part that at least one or two of these guys haven't really popped and become real rotation players, right? Like Dwight Powell, you know, he had the Achilles injury and he just hasn't been the same and hasn't even been close to the same until this game against the Timberwolves. He hasn't really been the same player. And so that's been really unfortunate. So you take him out. Burke seems to have taken a step back. Was definitely not the same player that he was in the bubble and, uh, can't really find his role, and when he comes in, it just is very strange. Willie Colley-Stein doesn't seem like he's improved at all from, from last season, and it's been kind of tough playing him. Carlisle said they missed him in this game tonight. I'm not sure that that's true. Wes Wandu was kind of a flyer they took. He hasn't really stepped up and been you know that impactful. He's played pretty well in a couple of games here and there. Uh, but, yeah, he hasn't been there. James Johnson is you know a guy that seems to be good for the culture of the team, seems to be good for Spiritually. Uh, you know, the men- Spiritually seems to be a leader for the team, according Spiritual to Carlisle. Spiritual leader. I just, uh, but well, me and well, James and I work in a church together one day. I don't, <laughs> I didn't know if we could tag up, team. You'll be up there giving his giving him his amens. Uh, James Johnson doesn't. It doesn't really seem like he's going to be part of the rotation. Uh, at least you know according to what Carl, how much Carlisle plays him, and so none. And then Boban, right? Like he was is a situational matchup in general. So. And then all the rookies, none of the rookies are getting any of the time. Like, none of them have, have been given any of the time of day at all from Carlisle. And so, it, all of a sudden, like, this 8 through 17 on the roster is, like, really rough, right? And so, when we look at this team, we say, how can you not make some kind of move, like, some kind of move with seconds and then some of these guys to improve that spot, you know, at least – add one more rotation player it seems like in the playoffs you need an eight-man rotation and one of the reasons why the Mavericks struggled so much when people were out due to you know COVID was because this roster is so shallow with guys because a lot of these guys haven't panned out the way that we had hoped that even one or two of these guys like if one or two of these guys had if Josh Green came into the league and all of a sudden looked like he could play right away he was like if, if he looked like Sadiq Bay, if he likes like Sadiq Bay, right, or if he look, even looked like Brunson his rookie year, you know what I mean? Like if he looked came in and looked like that, this is a different conversation we're having because then there's a top eight that you can understand and a top eight that you can look at. It's like, hey, this is a good rotation, and yeah, maybe they don't want to mess with it. So to not want to touch the top nine is strange to me. I, I feel like eight through seventeen are are interchangeable for any number of moves that you can make. Yeah, well, he also had a quote to Brad of saying, you know, unless it's a clear, a clear thing to where we look at one of our guys and this guy coming in is a much better, you know, is a better player than that, our player. Yeah, here's the quote from Donnie Nelson. We're not opposed to doing an over-the-top move, Nelson stressed, but the player's got to be better than one of our rotation players. Actually, there's two things. It's got to be better, and it can't cost us three games to integrate this. We've got to be able to make up those three games. That's the continuity angle, too. Even even more like micro-continuity. 
Yeah. Yeah. I thought that quote was wild too. The, the ending of that quote of it can't take us three games to integrate it. That shows you, I say wild in the sense, just hearing Donnie vocalize it of saying like, we can't afford now I I've seen on Twitter and I, I get the pushback on that of saying, okay, well, why did you rest these guys against OKC? Yep. I get that of saying, because Donnie's urgency in that quote to Brad was we, we can't afford three games of, you know, taking a night's off, whatever it is, just to bring in a new guy in this rotation that might sacrifice some wins. We can't do that because we are fighting for a playoff spot. So uh, that I thought that was an intriguing quote. And I, I think that speaks a little bit of light into, you know, why they might not do a deal that might change up the starting rotation. I think that leaves the door open for some deals that we've talked about that for the James Johnson contract is the is the thing. An expiring contract at $16 million. You guys, you've been listening to this pod. You know I love James Johnson. I love him on this team. I love everything he brings to this team. But if they're not going to play him and he's just going to get DMPCDs and he's on this big expiring, I would rather them use that contract to get somebody who they want to play. I would, I would love for them to keep him and actually play him off the bench and he's part of the rotation. And if that's the key, then do it. Like, play him. I would love that. Um but if they don't plan on playing him, then you can use that contract to go get, you know, even if it is a guy like Danny Green that we talked about, and you know, Philly makes a bigger deal or something like that. So that that's that's the route I think Dallas will lean going into today. Yeah, it se- it seems like it. Uh, coming up, we'll get into some more of these moves, maybe potential moves they can make. Some names. Let's talk about some names the Mavericks could be targeting today on the trade deadline, and then standings update. Let's walk through some of the standings yeah. and see where the Mavs are because this is pretty big for the Dallas Mavericks. We'll talk about that, all that coming up. But before we do, our friends at RockAuto.com want to tell you. RockAuto.com is the place to find all the parts available for your car or truck. Not just some of the parts, all the parts available for your car or truck. Chain stores have different price tiers for professionals, mechanics, and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com does not. They're going to give you the same thing they would give a mechanic or a professional, all that. RockAuto's prices are always the same for everybody and reliably low. They offer the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. They're just going to give you the price straight up. It's a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They compile all of it, put it together, a little bit like the Amazon or what Amazon is supposed to be of, of car parts. So go check out rockauto.com. If you see something you like, go get it and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box and they know that we sent you. Again, rockauto.com, write in Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Also want to tell you about Built Bar, builtbar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off the best tasting protein bar and Isaac, I have to tell you this. Josh Lloyd, I've already mentioned him once on this podcast, uh, host of the the wildly popular Lockdown Fantasy Basketball, the, the yes. maybe the biggest podcast on this network, and uh, yeah, one of the biggest sports podcasts out there. He lives in Australia. You can tell if you listen to him for any number of minutes. He, he lives in Australia, and they do not ship to Australia. And so he wanted some so bad, he's getting one of our he, – he got to try them. Somebody sent them out to him, and he wants them so bad. His family is so hooked on Built Bars that he's having one of the locked-on hosts buy them for him and ship them to him out in Australia. That is how far and how far-reaching some of our hosts will go to get Built Bars. So go check out Built Bar. They have a Built Bar Madness right now. You can go check out the bracket if you want to vote on your favorite bars or check them out yourself. The puffs are absolutely incredible. Go check out some of those. Really, really like them. 
And uh, go vote on BuiltBar.com. Again, use that promo code LOCKED15 uh, to get 15% off your next order, BuiltBar.com. Again, we'll tell you guys about our friends, Locked On NBA Draft, following all the stuff you need to know about the NBA Draft. The Mavericks won't have a pick, but who is going to be in the NBA? Could the Mavericks acquire a pick? All that. You're going to need to know about these guys. Locked On NBA Draft. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris. So... The trade deadline is here. There's probably rumors that have come up since since this podcast is even posted. Uh, who are some of the names you're looking at? We talked about this a little bit yesterday, but who are some of the names specifically for the Mavericks that you think we should be watching? Oh, gosh. I, yeah, I just think the concept that I'm watching is, uh, we, we joked about on yesterday's pod, but the, the sloppy seconds of, of the, <laughs> you know, the top-tier teams. I'm looking you know, more for Dallas to try to hop in as a third team. Uh, maybe even as a fourth team in some of these bigger deals. I think the whole league right now, I mean, we've seen people, you know, just talking about Kyle Lowry, you know, last night after this Mavs game, everybody's talking about Lowry on Twitter. It seems like, and you know, it seems like Lowry is the the piece that everyone's waiting to see. What will Philly get him? Miami, will he get traded at all? Will somebody like the Lakers, like Woj said on ESPN, come in, which would be absolutely horrible. If, you know, what happens with Kyle Lowry, then where what happens with Aaron Gordon, some of these deals are going to require a third team to come in and take one of these guys. If Philly gets Lowry, they're going to have to ship off Danny Green. If Denver gets, you know, Aaron Gordon, they're going to have to ship out probably Gary Harris. If Boston gets Aaron Gordon, they're probably going to ship off Marcus Smart. Can Dallas hop in as a third team on some of these bigger deals and say, we'll take Danny Green or we'll give some assets and get Marcus Smart for Orlando or we'll hop in and get Gary Harris from Orlando if they get Aaron Gordon <laughs> in Denver. So that's that's the what I'm keeping an eye on, you know, going into the deadline for Dallas to take advantage of one of these three team type of situations. Marcus Smart is the one name in that area that I'm like Oh yeah. Man, please. that would ch- yes. I mean that would change everything. I like Marcus Smart, if they could figure out some way then we, I feel like, haven't we said this about every trade deadline, every draft, every how long have we done this? Can the Mavs get Marcus Smart? Can they bring him home to Dallas? Yeah. Right, like that would change that top eight. That would he would he would be that that eighth guy if they don't have to trade one of these rotation players, and that would just shore up your eight. Right, like you wouldn't have the big man maybe that you wanted, but a top eight of Luca, Porzingis, Richardson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Marcus Smart, Maxi, and Jalen Brunson and Tim Hardaway. That's a that's top eight right there, right? Like that's a playoff yeah. rotation. That's that's a, a lineup you can take into the you know and against pretty much anybody unless you're playing Embiid. And I don't think they're going to have to play Embiid. I mean, Jokic is probably the the toughest big they're going to have to face early, unless yeah. the, something happens to the Lakers. So that's a name for sure. I'm looking at Fournier could be another one of those guys. It's like a, a sloppy second, but it seems like it seems like the Mavs are kind of out on that because they didn't want to add any of the rotation players, but maybe as a third team, they could get on something like that. So yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting thing. The other name I'm looking at is Rashawn Holmes. Seems like he mm. keeps, his name keeps getting brought up little you know places here and there. I think it was Scotto of the, uh, of, of hoops hype mentioned that the Mavericks are interested in Rashawn Holmes. He just seems like a guy. And it seems like Kings fans are thinking he's really going to get traded uh, just with Twitter jokes and, and stuff that's happening. But Rashawn Holmes would be a guy like that shores up your front line, right? Like that's your guy that is the upgrade over Willie, the upgrade over Dwight Powell. Like you take either one of those guys, and he's definitely better than them. And uh, he would just be—he'd be incredible. He would—he fi- would fix that um, that center spot for sure. Yeah, I like Holmes a lot. Uh, I don't think it would cost a ton to get him either. 
the thing about a lot of these names that are mentioned, I'm not really opposed to a ton of them. You know, Lonzo, even Aaron Gordon, you know, uh, Evan I mean, Fournier. Drummond is, the Drummond yeah. is the one name that we're well, still... I was going like, to get there, but <laughs> the, yeah, that, that's... I mean, a lot of these names that are being mentioned that... I mean, heck, we y'all know how much we love Kyle Lowry. Norm Powell, I, I would love Norm Powell on this Mavericks yeah. team. So it's like a lot of these guys, there's a reason why a lot of teams want them, and I would be down for any of these guys to be on the Mavericks, with the exception of Andre Drummond. I just, we've talked about Drummond a thousand times. KOC coming out left field last night of saying the Knicks are emerging as... You know, uh, as a destination for for Andre Drummond and tweeting that out. Go for it, guys! Have fun. And I (laughs) sign me up to watch that. I I would thoroughly enjoy that. Although I would be disappointed because then I wouldn't get get to uh, rag on Nick on this podcast (laughs) whenever it's a Drummond Montrez Harrell front court in L.A. until LeBron AD come back. But uh, but no, I I think we we barely mentioned this yesterday, but I don't think we touched on a ton. And this plays into the standings, but. I think for Dallas right now, for fans, we're all watching that group of teams, right? How Of all these teams in that group, of the Denver, Portland, Dallas, Golden State, I don't put San Antonio in there because I just think they're going to keep on going down. Memphis, if you want to talk about them, like these five teams, which of these five teams are going to make a deal by the deadline that propels them up? And if you're Dallas... Does it matter if some of these teams, if Denver goes and gets Aaron Gordon and then Portland goes and gets somebody else, does it, does that force your hand? I think fans will freak out more about it more. (laughs) Is it like those two guys, you know, teams make a big deal and Dallas says, Hey, we're good with our team. Uh, And they very well could just ride the course and it'd be fine. (laughs) Like, and, but I think that's, that's what I'm watching for tomorrow. You know, if Denver does anything, I expect one of those teams to do something. Uh, if not both of them, Memphis, what will Memphis do? Golden State, will they, you know, Golden State's weird. I mean, they could get just get off the money of Kelly Oubre and not yeah. get anything back, or they could push their chips in more and say, hey, we're going to, you know, push for this. I, I don't know what they do, but I'm watching Denver and Portland and seeing if Dallas kind of uh, strikes two if, if one of those teams do. Yeah, that's really interesting. Kelly Oubre, by the way, we haven't talked about Kelly Oubre a lot, but $14 million expiring contract, like, that could be, I mean, could the Mavs be in on a move like that? He's, he's a player I don't think Rick Carlisle would really like, but uh, that could be a move if they really wanted to get some kind of wing player. He could be a really good, I, he would probably back up Dorian, at least according to how the, the Mavs feel, but, I mean, that's a name we haven't really brought up too much. It seems like he's really available. Wes Goldberg's talking about him every day on the podcast, saying that he's the guy that's probably on his way out from from Golden State. Yeah, I just don't know what you know Golden State would want. You know, is it a, just a money cost thing for them that they're trying to shed the money? Is it a you know they're just trying to they want to switch out some pieces? They want to turn Ubre into two rotation pieces. Uh, do they want to just swap out Ubre for another guy to his caliber in the lineup? But maybe it's a big or a guard or something. I, I just don't know what Golden State would want back for Ubre. Yeah. Uh, we also have to mention the standings. So the Mavericks get the win, and the Spurs lose, the Nuggets lose, and the Blazers have lost their last two games. So the Mavericks, all of a sudden, they're in seventh right now as we're talking about this. Game and a half back from the Blazers, two games back from the Nuggets, and four games back now from the Lakers. So, I mean, that is, that is a gap that is definitely like the Mavericks are four games away, like four wins and the four losses from the Lakers and the teams above them from being fourth in the West. <laughs> mm. How and having home court, like 
it's not out of the realm of possibility the Mavericks could have home court advantage in the playoffs. Yeah, I just don't want to put that expectation out there. I'm I mean, not. I'm just saying it's yeah. within reach. And and the point the point being is that this Mavericks team came from the depths, right? Like they were 14th yeah. in the West at one point, and now the Mavericks have the fourth seed within reach. That's that's awesome. Like that is this team. I'm gonna I'm saying this more as what the Mavericks have accomplished over the last couple of weeks in the last month or so than what is is possible, even though it is possible. Yeah. Yeah, well, it just yeah, it seems like those top fourteen. I, I get the injuries for LA, and we can reevaluate if they lose six games in a row or something. You know, as far as the Lakers, but if those four teams are in the top four seed, it looks like it's just it's this three man group, and it's important because it's three teams and not two because it's the top six that avoids that. You know, one of the three teams, Dallas, Denver, Portland, is going to be in that in that play in tournament, and nobody wants to be in that. So that that's the. Like, what's the move that happens today that pisses you off the most? Is it Aaron oh, Gordon it, going to like Portland? You know, or, it, or like Denver. I'm trying to Both think of those of, like, teams are in on it. Yeah, I'm trying to think of if Denver and Portland. Let's say Denver gets Aaron Gordon and it's a clear upgrade. And you're like, dang it, that's a great fit. And then Portland, you know, steps in and swings and I don't know, gets somebody just out of nowhere, Larry Markinen or something, and you're like. Well, crap, like that's another I'm just trying to think of another like it upgrades their roster somehow that I think think that would be the thing. I think it would be if Kawhi signed his contract extension. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's possible with the CBA right now, but that would be the thing that would piss me off the most. If If the Lakers, if the Lakers swung and got somebody out of nowhere, like a Lowry or somebody to that caliber, I'd be pissed. But uh, that team healthy, like. You don't think that the Mavs are really competing against a team like that anyway. So I think it would it would be a team like Denver, Portland. Uh, I don't know. Could San Antonio pull something off where you're like mad that all of a sudden they? No. Like it would be I'm it would not, be a team that would push Golden State. Like, I don't I don't see a move they could make that would make the Mavs upset. But I don't know. it'd be like Portland getting Aaron Gordon and then like Denver trading for Lonzo. It's like, well, crap. <laughs> I, I would like I would love y'all, y'all know I'd love Lonzo on this team. So that that's the. I think that would be the thing, no matter how much, and that's the thing, no matter how confident and how much you believe in the current roster, it is something if you watch the other two teams that you're competing with the most around you, if they go and swing for something big and Dallas is really confident in the court. And once again, if they do stay put, we've been saying the past few days, they've won 14 of their last 19 games. Their offensive rating is probably over 130 now. It's 129 going into this game, you know, with the five starters. A huge plus, you know, net rating. It was a plus 12 net rating heading into this game. That's even higher now for the five starters. Like the starters are working and it's fitting. And Porzingis, I mean, he had a great game last night. Like there, it makes sense to keep the team together. I get all of it. And you keep the flexibility going to the offseason. Then you can figure everything out then. I get everything of keeping, you know, keeping the band together. But if they go out and make a move too, you could look at it and say, that's the other angle. It's working. It's great. So does that tell Donnie and them saying, all right, well, if this is working great, shouldn't we just push our chips all in? Are we that far away from the top? If this is how good we are right now, should we just go all in? That's another angle, too. I know. And then it sets up this offseason. This (laughs) offseason has got to be the time where you make a move and do something. Uh, We should also mention Brad Townsend tweeted today, a league source tells uh, that says that the Mavs are one of five to six teams loosely engaged in talks for Atlanta's John Collins, but aren't near the front of the line. Another source says that as of two weeks ago, it was a near certainty the Collins would be traded, but now they think it's 60-40 they keep him. Uh, according to Woj on his 
you know, stream, it seemed more likely that that Collins would stay in Atlanta. They wouldn't trade him. We've talked about Collins a lot over the past couple of days. So I don't if, think he gets traded at all. I don't think he gets traded according to Woj. I'm gonna I'm gonna trust that. But anything can happen. He can move. What if he goes to Portland? Does that move the needle for you? Mm, I think it definitely affects it. It changes something. For sure. I mean, but that's, I, but I just that's don't the type think of player Collins. they haven't had there. Yeah, I just don't think he moves at all. I yeah. all eyes for me is on Indiana. I want to see what Indiana does and can Dallas. Oh, if they could get it on Brogdon. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. He's the piece, man. Like him. Yeah. Uh, we, we mentioned Drummond, but, you know, it was said on the uh, the Woj and Lowe show that Adrian Wojnarowski said the, the Celtics and Mavericks could be in on Drummond if he reaches the buyout market. The, you know, L.A. and Brooklyn are the other teams that have been mentioned as well. Uh, it just seems like he's going to go to one of those title teams if, if he does. Yeah. Uh, Celtics seem like they have a bigger hole to, to fill for him, like a bigger role for him there. Uh, so, yeah. He could be a New York Knick tomorrow. They have $15 million in cap space. Oh, I'd be so they excited about that. They wouldn't have to put much money into that deal to match that. I mean, find $10 million on your roster and Drummond's a Nick, which would be hilarious. <laughs> Lockdown Knicks would be a must-listen after that. Also, last thing I'm going to mention here, Brad Townsend tweeted, a source close to the situation assures me that Tyrell Terry's absence from the Mavericks is strictly due to a personal issue and has nothing to do with his feelings about a ma- being a Maverick or the franchise's feelings about him. So, Again, like we like we speculated yesterday, it's not about trade stuff. It's something personal going on with him. Hope everything's good with Tyrell Terry and uh, sending him our best wishes and uh, and put him in our prayers. And just I just want to say just a reminder for tonight. Deadlines at 2 p.m. Central today. A lot of live stuff going on with the you know locked on Twitter, right? Yeah, and you YouTube? can follow us lock, at locked on NBA Pods. You can also follow Locked On Live on Twitch, YouTube, or on Facebook, and you can watch us there. Oh, uh, hopefully, too. Isaac will jump in at some point, and we'll me and John Krause will be hosting for a while. It starts at noon Eastern time, so 11 a.m. Central time. You can come check us out; it's gonna be a good time. And we'll be on Locker Room sometime tomorrow night. A lot of people will be doing live stuff and post things right after the deadline. We're going to let it shift out, sift out, there you go, a little bit, let every, let all the information uh, fall out, and then we'll come on. Uh, we'll do a pod probably before our Locker Room, but then we'll come on sometime late uh, tonight after the deadline, and we'll talk everything of what happened. There you go. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Tons of exciting but little knowledge. Two stars. These guys have heart and have great voices for the podcast. What they lack in knowledge about the sport and the mavericks they make up for with charisma. Definitely younger guys who are new to the sport and team. Listen to it most days recently. If they work hard I know they will get better. It is the best of all the mavericks podcasts out there, but it seems everyone has opinions on sports. Keep trying and growing guys.